Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eighteen seventy-four. Hello and welcome back to 1874. It's time for a match preview show as Villa take on Manchester United on Sunday afternoon. We'll also have a little look back at the FA Cup defeat against Chelsea on Wednesday as well, I'm sure. I'm joined by Jacob Tanswell from The Athletic for this preview show. Jacob, you okay? I'm all good, thank you. Yeah, back to work today. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, Jack has been on his holiday, so he's missed the last couple of games. But we'll come on to that in a second, because first I need to mention our sponsors, NordVPN. Thanks to them for continuing to sponsor the show. You can grab an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to 1874.io slash NordVPN. If you do that, you'll get a huge discount off the plan and you'll get four months for free. And it's completely risk-free because Nord offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. And as part of NordVPN's birthday celebration, the deal sweetens with the addition of Uber Eats vouchers. But please note this exclusive deal is applicable only for users connected from the USA, UK, Australia and Canada. But dangerous game, Uber Eats, don't do it on a health kick (laughs) at the moment. It is a dangerous, dangerous game. Jacob. You are not used to seeing Villa losing home games. It's something I've become very accustomed to, not over the last year, but in my lifetime. But for you, you must be repulsed by losing two home games. Yeah, I can't can't believe it. Just seeing how many, you know, it's it's a disgrace this run of form, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Winning the last three or whatever at home. And yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um, The game on Wednesday night, it was... It's, it's the type of game that you hope that Villa would do, uh, especially bringing it back to Villa Park after um, at Stamford Bridge. But you probably have to say the defeat you kind of saw coming, given the previous two performances in the FA Cup. So it's, it's disappointing. But you know, hopefully I don't get used to uh, losing uh, no. a regular at Villa Park because I had enough of that last year, Dan. No, oh yeah, if covering Southampton, you would have seen defeats most weeks, I'm sure, uh, at home games. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, look, Villa have been poor for the for, for the last two home games, but generally over the twelve month spell, Villa have been very very good at home. So I find it very very difficult to like get cross, get irate about it. Some fans will be different to me and be and be, and be fuming. I think we've been spoiled generally over the last twelve months at, at home. You know, is it, that's that will be two losses across twelve months now. That's yeah, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? it? Just happens that they've come almost a, a week apart. But there is starting to be some worrying trends from, from Villa generally because you know that game was very similar to the Newcastle game. Obviously, it ended up being the same, the same scoreline, but the kind of tail of the tape 
was the same as well, going 3-0 down, letting in a goal straight after half-time, letting in two goals quite close to each other and then scoring late and rallying when it when it's too late and, and almost no good. It's what, What's going wrong at, at the moment? Because defensively, we, we don't look anywhere near as good, but also going forward, it, it's not quite clicking together. Passing was very, very sloppy against Chelsea. Yeah, so... I th- Villa have had a problem keeping clean sheets throughout the season, to be honest with you. It's complete in contrast to towards the end of last season, which, you know, the, the defence was, you know, formidable, wasn't it? Yeah. They're, they've still had defeats, but this time they've been able to cover up with scoring more goals or conceding goals at certain points of the game where it doesn't really matter, it limits the risk. Well, I feel now the goals are coming more far more regularly and Villa aren't in strong enough positions to withstand them so they're going behind in games a lot more um, they're conceding in first halves a lot more regularly I think there's a good stat that Villa had conceded more goals in the periods between 45 to 60 minutes than it had during the whole first half at times and that's because they're usually quite coherent quite organised at the start of games and it's only afterwards that they, they tend to slightly unravel where now Villa are, are struggling to to be to look the organised team that they were, and that's partly because of fatigue, because of um, inconsistency, but also because opposition managers are starting to come out of ways to solve Villa's um, distinct defensive structure and how they attack as well. So, if this is up to Emery now to to solve and, and work a way around it. It doesn't mean you got to throw the baby out with the bath, bath water, but it's about just tweaking certain aspects. I think one aspect, you could talk about the high line or the offside trap. Villa haven't really done that in the last couple of games. But at the same time, I don't think Villa are putting enough pressure from the front. It's quite, any Premier League defender, if you've got loads of time on the ball, you could, you could be playing for Sheffield United or you could be at Man City, you're probably good enough to put a nice, accurate long ball over the top of you know such a big space between Martinez and, and the back line and for a fast attacker to run onto it. So I think those at the front, Watkins, McGinn, Diaby, Bailey, whoever, have to be a bit more aggressive in their press to just kind of put these defenders off and be a bit more coherent. Because at the moment, it just feels like long balls are going over the top or down the sides. And, you know, Matty Cash, Alex Moreno, they're having to run and they're struggling because they've got a lot of pressure on them. They have to do a lot of 1v1 work. And if that's not their forte, they're going to struggle and go in the other way. In attack, they're playing this box midfield at the moment, which I think works in certain games. I wouldn't play it all the time because it requires such precision and midfield so congested. Uh, when form's not there or certain players are struggling, like you saw the other day with Kamara or McGinn or Tillemans not, not being able to be the most accurate in their, in possession, you, you really feel it and, and that's where it is. Yeah, the worrying thing for me the, the other night was, especially in the, in the first half, Moreno and Cash, they just kept getting caught high, or even when they weren't caught high, the channeling between the full-back and the centre-back. And look, I get that Carlos and Longley is not Villa's first-choice centre-back pairing. But that one, they were getting caught high. Two, the channeling in, in between, we were just getting caused all kinds of problems. And the pathway into the penalty area seemed to be too easy. And, you know, Chelsea scored two their first two goals from, from inside the penalty box. You know, Gallagher took his goal well, but I, I just felt he had too much time yeah. to, to do what he needed to do. And, Jackson, it was a it was an easy header in the end, albeit it was it was a really good cross. But I just felt Villa were too easy to get at in in, in transition and even the midfield. Like you we're saying that Villa are playing, you know, four central midfielders essentially essentially there we're talking about. They're not getting they're not getting near the other team in, in transition, just too easy to play through. And that's not really a pattern we've seen from Villa all through the season, but we're seeing it now. No, that's that's what I kind of mean with a bit more aggression and pressure from the front because otherwise, yeah, you're you're completely right. It's too easy for them to play through or to or over the top. 
also because of the fullbacks, it's clearly an Emery instruction. You know, they wouldn't keep being caught high and wide and then broken on trust if it wasn't Emery telling them to. It's because because you're playing Tillemans and, and McGinn, who are supposed to be the the wingers on paper tucking in. There's got to be width from somewhere, and that's going to be the for the fullbacks. Yeah. The issue is when you lose the ball, you know, they're, they're so high and wide that the space between either centre backs, you know, huge. Uh, I'm quite surprised they've not really changed it. I think early in the season you'd always it'd be quite a lopsided, and I think that would help. You know, the left back would always be quite high, Luca Dean or Moreno, and Matty Cash is playing like almost like the Contero in the early couple of games. He's playing like third centre back or the Kyle Walker, where he's allowed to overlap at times, but he's got to pick his moments. Yeah. He's just got to stay. Where the fact he's now so high and wide, and he's getting done every time, and you're not, and you've got to remember the guy behind Cash is not every concert now. It's Diego Carlos, and it's a Bit of a difference in mobility, um, so I'm so I'm quite surprised, and that all comes down to the structure as well. I don't think Villa are at their best when they're building a the back three, whether that's Kamara dropping in or, or Cash tucking in. Uh, they need to get back to that because when they lose the ball, the two fullbacks are so high and wide they just can't influence. You know, on transition they can't get back in time. Well, I think almost Kamara was still playing as that yeah. as that player that came back into the back three on Wednesday. But what was alarming for, for me was it almost felt like there was a, a missing area because we were getting caught in possession earlier th- than we normally would. So we weren't as, as high up the pitch getting caught in possession. We kind of lose it on the halfway line. So Kamara kind of ended up in between. The fullbacks are gone. And then you are left with just Carlos and, and, and Longley. They're kind of reluctant to to come across because you know it's not where, not their zone. It's not where that where they should where they should be. And Conser, when he's playing there, he's very good at that because he's so quick mm. and he I think he spots danger better than the two centre backs I've just mentioned. He's so good at getting across, even if it's not really his zone. When he's playing centre back, he's good at doing that. Mm. He, him not being there is a huge. The Villa have got injuries at the moment, haven't they? At the back, you know, they've had no Torres, no Conser now on. On Wednesday, Mings has been missing all season, so we're down to to fourth and fifth centre back here. But really, if we, if we're being honest about it, sounds like Paul Torres should be back on Sunday. He was on the bench, didn't get bought on. Obviously, they they didn't want to risk it. You're about to travel to the press conference after you've recorded this show with me. Please, please, Paul Torres, be fit and be playing on Sunday because in in possession, Villa will be infinitely better with him in the team as well. Oh, for sure, they'll be able to progress the ball a bit higher and maybe relieve some of that pressure on on the back line and Kamara to do it. I would err on the side of caution because you've seen Powell come back early before against Burnley in that second half and that's getting back. So you just like to think that could he trust Longley for one or two more games just to make sure Powell's really right because he's he's come in and out of training three times now. You know, this was this has definitely been an issue there. Reoccurring muscle injuries or injuries, same with. Moreno and, and Jacob Ramsey in this earlier seasons. So that's a worrying trend in itself. Um, obviously, I would love to see Paul Torres play, but at the same time, you probably have to watch through gritted teeth because you're thinking it surely can't happen again. And it would feel to me quite a rush to, to start him against a Man United team that has lots of faults, but it is quick and it's quite physical up front. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just think we need him for, the, for this yeah. one. This one, maybe get try and get him through this one and then take him take him back out again and, and nurse him back. But I just think for this one, it's it's too big a game. This is a turned into a really important game on Sunday. Unfortunately, Manchester United have hit a bit of form just as they're about to arrive at, at Villa Park as well. But this feels like one if Villa were to lose, suddenly the gap between Villa and Manchester United isn't that great. You know, they'll have made ground on us over the last month or so. This feels a massive game to me. Yeah, it does. And also, you remember, the United haven't got Champions League or Europe anymore, but Villa will. And this will probably be the game where you start to think, actually, Villa won't be looking upwards anymore. They'll start to check their shoulders. And at Villa Park as well, if they lose another game or you know, are poor, then bedrock and the foundation of the success is in, in danger of, of, of creaking quite you know, dramatically. I think Villa are, are a team at the best when they're intense and in big games. You've seen it at Arsenal and Man City and I do think a game against Man United will bring the best out of them uh, and United are, are prone to going under as well, under, under pressure. So this needs to be returned to Villa at their best and they're at their most intense. And I, th- I do feel Villa have the capacity in the first 15 minutes to really set the tone and, and go for Man United. The issue is, like you've, well, we've just spoken about, if Man United can transition early and get an early goal, then I think that's where Villa will struggle. Your first goals, Phil, Matt. I know yeah. in any game, first goals are big, really. It's a silly thing to say. But yeah. at the moment, it feels more paramount that the first goal in Villa games is massive. Because if Villa get it, you do fancy them to go on and win. But we've seen if they go behind in recent weeks, they, they struggle with that. Completely changes the game state, doesn't it? I said that it's at Bramwell Lane. You know, ben Brewton Diaz has that chance in that first five, six minutes. You think that goes in. Maybe Sheffield United drop off a little bit, protect what they have, and Villa struggle to break um, Sheffield United down a little bit more. As, as it happens, obviously, Villa score early and then bang, 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 the confidence all of a sudden shot up and they're, and they're starting to play with real zip and, and the freedom that they had early in the season. Uh, I, I do feel, especially where Villa are and on that, just to maybe approach that tipping point of where they're going to be towards the end of the season, uh, first goal and to get the Villa Park on side, given it's been relatively quiet in the last couple of games, would be quite key. Yeah, I mean, it was a massive game against Manchester United last, last season. Yeah. You know, Villa did do that. They did exactly what you've just described. Attacked the whole end in the first half. Really went for Manchester United. It, it was Unai Emery's first game. First time Villa had been in Manchester United at Villa Park since 1995, which is an abhorrent record. You know, <laughs> I really I really enjoyed beating Manchester United just because it's been, been so long. After that game, I remember my dad turning around to me and saying, just say, I, I can die now because I've seen us beat Manchester United <laughs> again because it had just been so long since... Um, since since we beat Manchester United, they have come into form. I think some good news for Villa, much in the way we've just been talking about Pau Torres, Lissandro Martinez makes a huge difference to the way they build up from the from the back and also the way they defend. They've been leaking goals, Manchester United still. They've been winning games, but they have still been conceding goals in in the main. He's out six to eight weeks, I believe. That is a that is a huge miss. That's a plus point for Villa going into this one. Oh, 100%. Martinez is similar to Conza in terms of they're so front-footed, interception, that they can allow the team to play higher up the pitch, out of possession, in the pitch, like on in possession, like you say, referring to Pau Torres, he's left-footed and he, he his ball progression is you know, outstanding as well. So it does 
make a big difference when he's not there because Harry Maguire will come in with Varane who struggles. He's not the most, you know, he's not the most physically robust. He gets injured a lot. Uh, and they're not the most front-footed defenders. I think Maguire's got a lot better this season, but he's still got a problem coming in on that on that left-sided channel. You just have to wonder, would Luke Shaw come in, perhaps at centre-back, to replace or replicate Martinez a little yeah, bit? Yeah, possibly. But then they um, lose him at left-back, don't they? Yeah, really under the exactly. left-back with Malassia out. Now, that channel there is, is to be exploited, and it, all of a sudden it looks really quite weak without Martinez there. Uh, and he's also a leader, isn't he? He's one of those guys that, when things are going quite difficult getting into quite difficulties to have a guy to make a big tackle or to, or to just to slow a game down at, su- at certain moments where I think the current crop of centre-backs can look a little bit rabbit in the headlines at times so yeah he's a huge miss and a big big filler the good news is that area that you're talking about the Leon Bailey zone I assume <laughs> Leon Bailey will, will play still and sign that new contract has he it's, it's coming not officially hasn't, hasn't been, been signed yet I mean his stepdad gave another bizarre interview on YouTube, as he as, as he so often does, but yeah, that could play into Villa's hands because if one player is on good form for Villa, he actually was quiet against Chelsea, but they were all pretty bad against Chelsea. Let, let's be honest, you know that's Leon Bailey's area. Mm. Yeah, it is, but I wouldn't. I would like to see going back to talking about how Villa build up. I like to see Bailey and Diaby in this game because May and I are going to sit back. I just feel Diaby's got that goal now. Talk, obviously, towards the end of that game, Bailey and Diaby will have space in that channel, and I think. You know, let's go back to the earlier season. This is a stylistic game that would suit them, uh, both of them playing together. So I like to see both of them go for it and really attack and, and drive towards that May United defence that is obviously losing one of their key leaders. Yeah, you want to say, look, this is a game where you want to get their defence on the back foot. You want to see Harry Maguire travelling backwards. That That's what you want to see. It'll probably be Maguire and Varane, I would, th- I would think, which is still a decent centre-half partnership. But, you know, mm. you, want to, you want to see... One, I'm not sure which one of them will play left centre back. Or you could be Luke Shaw, like you say, but Maguire will play either way. You want to see a bit of pace, a bit of directness up against him. The RB scored the other night. I think he'll come back into the into the team. We on the match preview show last week we did call the, the team selection perfectly. Jacob Ramsey looked lively when he came on. I think that was one of the few plus points actually from the game on on Wednesday night. I thought he he looked when I've watched him all season, he's not looked He's not obviously not been fit. He's not looked right. He's not looked as quick as I remember him being. But on mm. Wednesday night, he looked electric again. He looked quick when he was dribbling with the ball. He was carrying the ball in the manner that we've got so used to seeing. There's a case for maybe him coming back in as well, maybe. There is, but um, you know, you have to wonder where would that obviously leave John McGinn uh, on what side would he go on the right side or, or the left side? And if he was on the right side, then Bailey or Diaby would drop out. Probably Diaby. I think Jacob Ramsey's probably suffered as well from not having Luca Dean behind him because Moreno's a similar guy that's cu- trying to come back up to speed. Doesn't look quite as quick as he did last season. No, it looks rusty. Exactly, and you know, overlaps and you know, Ramsey drop, drifting in from that left side. Them two combined so so well last season where. You know, having a guy just behind him who's not at full throttle probably impacts him as well. Um, so that's been difficult for him. But I think you saw certain signs, uh, obviously against Chelsea, so a little bit in Sheffield United with he's starting to carry the ball a lot more, starting to get a bit more tucked in. I, I don't like Jacob Ramsey's when he's playing as a classic left winger. No point in him being there. He's got to come into the pockets. And I think the more Villa can, can do that for him, um, and more they can find him, then the more he'll, he'll be playing back into form. I don't know whether he will start. It could be a really good option to come off the bench. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, you've got to start looking at Ramsey being a choice to start these games now. I've just talked myself into the bail. He's not going to start. <laughs> no. Because McGinn's obviously going to play. Mm. So if Ramsey's playing left, McGinn has to play right. 
Oh yeah, or the second striker behind then Watkins. I think, I've just said Diaby will play. <laughs> they can't. They can't all play. Can they? It's, it's more difficult. But they two defenders, don't. Yeah, but that's good though. That's a better, better problem yeah. to have because I I can't pick the team this week. I kind of knew what the team was going to be against Sheffield United, but I feel like this week I'm I'm not sure. Which means we're starting to get a few players back. It means we've got a, a few better at, attacking options as well. Annoyingly, Villa have kind of played Hoyland. Into form as well. He scored against <laughs> on Boxing Day. The fixtures are a bit weird because we only played Manchester United five minutes ago, and, we, and we've got them again. But he's on a, on a great scoring run since um, since playing against Villa. We've kind of given his season lift off, haven't we? Yeah, he's, I've always quite liked him, even though he wasn't scoring. I think he had the raw attributes. He's you know, I think he's got a lot of good pace, good power. I think he's quite good technique as well. But listen, you've got a Brazilian centre half. 30 odd million they signed for. You've got to start trusting Diego Carlos a bit more. I know he's 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 one of the players that when he signed a year ago, everyone's like, wow, what a signing. Newcastle wanted him, huge pedigree. Um, you know, he'd probably come into the team, but who thought Migs or Conta? Obviously, he had that big injury, and since then, he's now looked at a third, fourth choice, and that's what he is. But at the same time, you've got to think, actually, let's trust this guy. Uh, let's see what he's all about. I know he's been mixed this season, but Hoyland should be the type of player and type of striker that he should relish against so you I think you've just got to trust him and on the other side I'm more worried about long leg because he's not the most physical and gets and gets shoved off the ball quite easily but yeah you've got Diego Carlos and that's why hopefully if Pau Torres is fit that he comes back in yeah I mean Manchester United have got a bit of a unique problem at the moment in that they've got two in-form left-sided players in Rashford and Garnacho but they have to play one of them on the right, although it didn't seem to do Garnacho too much harm mm. last weekend against West Ham. He seemed like he was involved in, in everything good that they do. That Rashford on the left, just coming into form, that, that concerns me a little bit just because of how I, I saw the Chelsea wide players play <laughs> against Villa, Villa on, on Wednesday. Like I mentioned at the start, the channels in between the centre-back and the, the full-back. Rashford and, and Garnacho felt like two players that, that could explore that. I will say, Maduake, it was brilliant the, the other night for Chelsea. I thought he caused us all kinds of problems, but that, that is the concern, isn't it? Manchester United in, in, in transition. I've got Maynard in the mid, midfield now. He kind of he moves the ball a little bit quicker than uh, than certain people who've played in midfield for Manchester United do. He's got a nice way about him, Maynard, on, on the ball in, in tight spaces. He can and do a little bit, of, little bit of everything. This is going to be a tough game. Yeah, it will be. And I think Gunn actually will play on the right because Rashford likes to throw his toys at the pram when he has to, has to play on the right. But this suits Rashford's game, doesn't it? Like he's gonna have so much. He can have space to drive into. He's probably gonna get caught offside a few times, but he might time one uh, correctly. And you have got Bruno Fernandes, who, when the United play in transition, he literally just gets the ball and just whips it like a like a quarterback into these channels. Some of it goes out of play, but a lot of the time as well, that they're, they're in into the path of Garnacho and Rashford, and they break within. That means they break within two, three passes because it goes from the turnover to Mainu to Fernandes out to the wingers and that's how they play really quite quickly and it's up to going back to it going back to the full backs where are they going to be playing then it's the centre backs and then it's the recovering players as well so I wouldn't be surprised if Emery drops the, the, the line a little bit deeper they, they obviously play the offside track but you have to against Manchester you can't you can't start you can't start on a halfway line every but time <laughs> but we did again we did at Old Trafford yeah that's and, worrying thing. and I heavily criticised in my piece afterwards I thought can't do it, especially when you're tuned up as well. You got to drop off a little bit. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll have to do that because if they don't, then yeah, I, I do worry about it. Yeah, I don't know what I think of this game. I've done a I've done a, pre- a general Premier League preview podcast before before I've come on here and predicted Villa to win three two. I do, I do think there'll be be a lot of goals in in the game. Villa, it's important. I think they'd probably try and not dwell 
on the FA Cup defeat and try and look back and think, well, on Saturday in the Premier League, we won 5-0 and try and take some, take some confidence from that, I would guess. Yeah, I think so. I think Emery will, will, will do that as well, won't he? He'll... You know, FA Cup was just, he won't say it now, but it was his third priority after three cup competitions. And it's obviously he wants, he wants to go far in it, but he kind of thought, what is the point of me putting my strongest team out when we could literally just be knocked out next week? And that means three or four games we've had would be wasted and they'd be used up and the energy would be wasted. Um, so I don't think he'll look at it like that. I think he would more so reflect on the Sheffield United game and hopefully take that confidence from Bramwell Lane into this one. Yeah, we'll pick this back up. But first, let's hear a little bit more about our sponsors, NordVPN. 1874 is proudly sponsored by NordVPN. So when they, and you can't watch it, we want to help you. NordVPN is a secure and private service which works on pretty much any device, including your laptop, mobile, television. So if you want to watch some live content, it allows you to appear like you're in another country. And whilst you're connected, no one else can find out what you're doing, including your internet service provider. Beyond this, the service also has threat protection baked in to protect you from intrusive website ads and malware, which is pretty handy for you. As part of NordVPN support performance for free, this also includes Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All you've got to do is go to 1874.io slash NordVPN and sign up. All the details are also in the description. As always, we're very grateful to anyone that signs up. We know that money is tight, but if you think NordVPN will help you out, it will also help keep the channel running and help us too. Thanks as ever to NordVPN for continuing to sponsor the channel. What have you got coming up, Jacob? Obviously, you're about to go to, to Bodymore Heath now to... to taking Unai's press conference have you got have you got anything interesting coming up well, we've got a lot of like real big reads to come uh, on the athletic but just about when we put the time towards putting it out really so it's one of those three cons that I've been working on honestly oh for about seven months Dan and it's like I've got about eight or nine people I've interviewed for it and we're about to put it out next week and obviously he's injured so that's gonna be chucked uh, a month back but yeah there's a few things that um big things that we're working on the next couple of weeks a few interviews we're doing so um yeah, just, just see when it all comes out, really. It's a bit up in the air. Yeah, and you'll be back at the game on, on Sunday. I will, yeah. I'm right there, what, have you, what have you missed here? It's, it's critical here that we find out what, what you've missed whilst you've been away. What game? Was it just Chelsea? I just missed Chelsea, yeah. I was at Bramall Lane. Yeah. Part Chelsea. of me was hoping you missed Newcastle as well, and then maybe I could put it down to that, the fact <laughs> that we, uh, we, we hadn't won the last couple. No, sadly, it's not. I was, yeah, I was quite sad. I actually turned my phone off. I just thought, I'm not going to even bother looking at the score because I, I know I just want to watch it. And I looked at it at the end, I must admit, it did ruin my Wednesday night. That's great, great commitment. I, <laughs> I just, oh, yeah, I really want to go far in the in, in the FA Cup. I really want to see us win it, but look, not, not, not to be. The, the Premier League is more important. It, you know, it is the most important thing mm. in, in, in the Villa have got going on just because of how, how, how well they're doing. And they win at the weekend, you know, that's then two wins in a row in it. You do start to feel a, a little bit different about about it, and you feel like we're back on back on the right track. We've not the best run of fixtures, it feels as well. There's some there's some decent fixtures coming up, some big games to come still at Villa, Villa Park as well. I do feel that Villa was stumbling a bit at this period last season under Emery, and then they got it right and went on a on a really really good run. And I, I do feel like that kind of thing will happen again. I do think Villa will hit a runner for. All it needs is one player to, to come into form and to really make the spark. So you, we talk about Jacob Ramsey there. He could be that player. You know, Musa Derby coming back into form. Um, Doug's Luis or, or doing something. I think you just need one catalyst to spark it and then Villa will go on that run again. 
I think it's going to be important that they stick to what they will do. You know, Emery's not going to change the system. You're not going to expect a whole new formation with, with him. He's just going to tweak certain aspects. And I do feel if Villa can get that win against Man United, regardless of what you think about Man United, it's still a big scalp, you know, just because you think, oh my God, it's, it's yeah. Manchester United. If they can win that game, you know, if they can really put a statement out there, then they're going to go into the week next week. So after that, you can have the Conference League coming up soon and then they're going to go on this roll. And I, th- I feel the more Villa play and the more games Villa get approached, more they get, I think they're just going to become this engine, hopefully this machine that will just keep churning out results. And obviously, if January was a little bit stop-start, there's a lot of games or a lot of days mm-hmm. between fixtures. And I don't think that necessarily helps Villa. They like to go and have a bit of momentum. Um, and they like to kind of break up really Emery's and the sessions. <laughs> uh, you know, otherwise it becomes quite boring if there's no game in, in, a, in the midweek. Um, but now I think there's going to be a, a real you know, fixture list and hopefully they'll get into more of a rhythm. Got Morgan Rogers as well there now, like an extra option. I bench he couldn't be involved on um, on Wednesday because he was because he was cup tied. Yeah. Obviously, now they've got another option on, on the bench there now as as well. In him, he'll be back on the bench at the weekend. I think after the Chelsea game, I feel like there's I, I don't know this, but I feel like there's people in the dressing room that will be trying to cajole the lads. I feel like McGinn, Martinez, Watkins has stepped up as a bit of a leader in in my eyes as well. You know, Cons is a, one of the leaders in the dressing room. I think they'll. Then I'll raise levels again. Say, look, this isn't this isn't what we do. This isn't what we've been doing. Two home games in a row. You know, this isn't what we've done for the last year. I just I just feel like there will be something within them, and there's enough within that dressing room. I think as well to get to get their heads together and do. They've got the best one of the best managers in the world giving them instructions. But I think those players as well. I think they've got a lot of pride, and they won't want standards to slip either. No, they won't. And you know, it's good eggs in the dressing room. It's not like they're going to downsize completely. It's, it's a game where it's a Sunday, you know, half four kickoff. Uh, you know, on on TV against Man United, and they're going to naturally elevate their levels as well. I think the problem for me is the certain players in that team who look a little bit short of confidence. It's about getting around them and making sure that they're ready to perform on you know on the weekend as well. So, like you're, you're completely right. Those three leaders, Watkins, Martinez, McGinn, will be getting around those players and saying, "Come on, we've got Man United here. We can really put a statement uh, performance in and really remind people that actually don't write us off the top four anytime soon because this is." You know, we can do it, and um, this is going to be the important thing. I don't think it's going to be there will be any downing tools or any uh, you know real losing sleep over the lack of effort or energy. I think that's all there. It's just about making sure they're polished uh, in time for Sunday. Yeah, Watkins had words with the fan at the front of the lower hole after the game on um, on, on Wednesday. I quite quite like that. I think as a player, you should challenge and you should say, "Look, we need we need the support." I, I quite like that. Ollie Watkins uh, has done that. The other thing is just lastly before before we finish, I think that generally. In some ways, it might be a good thing that we lost on Wednesday because I always think when we lose, there's usually a reaction in the next game. We don't usually lose two games in a row. So when I've said about taking them in isolation and going back to the, you know, looking back on the Premier League game instead of the Cup game, actually, no, look back at the Cup game. <laughs> I do think when Villa lose a game, generally there's a reaction. They lost to Newcastle. They beat Sheffield United. I think under Emery for the last year and a few months, however long it's been, that tends to be a pattern. Yeah, Emery, but Emery as well, he's the type of guy that if he loses one, he's going to work twice as hard the next day to really put things right. And I think you saw that you know, going back this time last year or whatever, when Villa lost to Leicester away, and oh, sorry, Leicester, and then they lost to Arsenal as well. And Emery was you know, really angry about it. And he said, this has to be the turning point. And although it's not got to that anger yet, or it's not, you know, not, not, not that definitive, it's the type of thing that Emery would do in terms of we can't let... Any type of rot to set in, we've got we've got to start, and we've got to be on the front foot and be aggressive. And I think probably, I imagine he will be at his most confrontational 
upfront for it um, in the days coming up to this game. Uh, I think he'll do it in his press conference today or, uh, when the cameras aren't rolling and he'll then also do it in you know, tomorrow and, and Sunday as well before the game. Yeah, you might already be planning this in that article that you were talking to. Oh, God, I've got my microphone. You might already be planning this in the, in the article that you were talking about. But is there like a, a difference in what Villa do at Bodymore and what Emery does compared to when they win to when they've lost? Does he do anything different based on when they've lost the game, do you think? Emery always talks about consistency and, and never really getting too high or too low. But it was it was quite well well known that after the games I referred to last year, that Emery was, you know, he, he really called players out individually and called out Emi Martinez. He said, you've got to step up your standards. Where I think he, he's kind of used two approaches. So the Newcastle game, he was so late out of his press conference. I almost went straight. I was thinking, oh God, he's, he's read, you know, reading the right act. When actually in truth, it was just, he said, guys, don't panic. We've had such a great run of form at home. We are bound to lose at some point. So just relax, put this out of your mind. And it's all about, it's all about him essentially assessing the players. Is he, do they feel like they need a rocket? Um, or or do they just need a little bit of more of a gentle, softer approach? And I think right now you probably stick with a gentle, softer approach because these players, you know, their attitude's not wavering. It's just things aren't quite clicking for them. Where if this rock does set in, or he's not seeing the type of instructions he wants carried out on the pitch, like what Martinez did last year, or the centre backs against Arsenal when they were just kicking long, not playing out from the back. If he sees that, or he sees players not going or going against his warnings or his instructions, then he'll start to to talk more forcibly. All right. Well. You've got to go, so I'll let you get off to the to the press conference. Enjoy, and thank you very much for joining me on, on the preview show. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Jacob. Thanks to everyone that's tuned in, whether it be via video on YouTube or audio, wherever you get your podcasts and wherever you do get your pods. Please, please like, subscribe, do anything that you think might help the channel. There's plenty of things you can do to help this channel grow. We'll be back on Monday with a pod with Greg just probably a look back on the Manchester United game in, in all honesty Greg obviously seven hours ahead I'm not sure when that will be out but it'll be out some point on Monday so yeah look out for that stay tuned to the socials as well and we'll, we'll tell you what's going on everyone who's going to Villa Park on Sunday really really enjoy it I'm hoping I do as well and if you see me do say hello I always enjoy talking to everyone have a great weekend before the Villa and up the Villa Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs> 